1: That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by the real cost and the
2: FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm.
0: Tch, tch, tch,
2: Good evening, and welcome to One Life Left, Residence 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. My name is Steve Curran.
3: And I'm Anne Scantlebury.
2: Elegantly done, Anne.
3: Thanks. Just slid in there. I was just having a bit of a chat with Louis Schaefer about uh, whether you can or cannot just stop wearing glasses.
2: Well, of course you can. It's your life. Live it. YOLO.
3: No, no. He's He has stopped wearing glasses. He's YOLO'd, okay. and I'm saying NOLO.
2: <laughs> no-lo. <laughs> I'm
3: keeping Sometime. my glasses on.
2: Okay. I've st- I've just started wearing glasses as well.
3: But you're not wearing them right now.
2: No, because YOLO. <laughs> How are you? What's going on?
3: Great. I'm very good. I'm a bit tired. I went for a long walk yesterday. Did you? Uh, where did
2: you walk from, and where did you walk well, to?
3: I walked from Gomshall to Guildford Gomshall Gomshall
2: Gomshall yeah and as, uh, near Guildford
3: it's sort of near it's like walking distance seems, from Guildford okay. <laughs> um, and as I walked through Guildford we were walking along the river I was reminded of the story well I mean it wasn't a story it was a news story but it was an actual thing that happened uh, of when Halloween's Games office got flooded mm. and they lost loads of stuff because water is really bad uh, in offices. Um, is
2: that, is that a, a technically true fact? I mean, yeah. it's not really, but it depends where it is. Obviously, you want a water cooler. Yeah. Because otherwise, how are you going to have your water cooler chat? As long as water true. is inside coolers yeah. or inside kettles yeah. or inside humans, yeah you're fine. And toilets.
3: And toilets. Outside of any of those areas, it can be a bit of a nightmare. Mm. Uh, anyway, there's loads of offices really close to the river, so I was thinking about that whilst I was walking, th- and it was very muddy as well. So, But I don't think that's ever affected anyone's uh, games development. If you're a games developer who's been affected by mud, please write in, team at onelifeleft.com.
2: I got my shoes muddy the other day.
3: Did you? What were you doing?
2: I went for a, a minor ramble in Crouch End. <laughs> <laughs> it was intended to be a more major ramble but then my shoes got muddy a minor lost ramble. interest yeah it's nice up there yeah highgate woods and all that Ooh. um right okay we're at one life left we're a video game radio show no Simon Byron today sorry if you tuned in specifically to hear Simon he's uh he's not available because of what happened yeah still maybe next week
3: Who knows? I feel like this is our uh, cliffhanger. (laughs) Every week will Simon turn up. Oh, Mm. is he here this week? That's why
2: our ratings have gone through the roof. Sorry if you're listening to this. Uh, What's the date today?
3: 12th of January. February! February. (gasps) Oh, I wrote January in the news. It's the 12th of February,
2: two days before Valentine's Day. Sorry if you're listening to this very, very many days after Valentine's Day because we still have not got our podcast sorted, but Simon's on that, so... Hopefully, soon we'll start podcasting the ones we did a few weeks ago, yeah. although not the ones that we did a couple of weeks before that because they were literally unbroadcastable. That apart was just from, yours. Apart from on radio, which is where we are right now, yeah. on Residence 104.4 FM. Uh, what have we got coming up on the show?
3: Well, we're going to do some news.
2: You did sigh a bit.
3: <laughs> well. <laughs> a
2: resigned.
3: Uh, we're going to do some news. We're we gonna are. going to do some reviews. We are. We are going to do some letter.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> some letter. <laughs> if you want to correct that plural, please email in to...
3: Team at And, Steve. Mm-hmm. there's a chance we might have a guest later.
2: Ooh. If you're lucky. That's exciting. Okay.
3: But for now, let's begin, as we always do, with my news. on Monday the 12th of February. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Better Games is delaying the launch of Sunless Skies following lower than expected sales in Steam Early Access. The crowdfunded sequel to Sunless Seas was due to be launched in May, but despite the setback, the developer has said there's no danger of them failing to deliver the game. The low sales have been put down to going into Early Access too soon and a changed marketplace. They're also shutting down the Fallen London app. And the company's fund for small narrative games, Fund Better, is being closed until things improve. As part of these changes, it was announced that four of its team have been made
2: redundant sensible news it sounds like they're going into survival mode and every games company goes through rough times at some point
3: yeah there seems to be just a lot of um ebb and flow swell and the opposite of swell (laughs) in uh game development especially at smaller studios you do sort of take those hits they hit Uh, more personally I think because you have fewer people there.
2: Of course. I think that um, you'll often see smaller studios uh, behaving in a more gung-ho fashion when this happens. They'll double down and they'll be like oh I'll stick all my chips on this last gamble because I want this to be a success. I want to live that dream, that indie dream and that's why they explode. Sometimes you have to make these pragmatic and painful decisions uh, for the you know the better of your games and the studio in order to sort of survive through the rough times and then blossom and we love fell better yeah. uh and they've made some absolutely exceptional games in the past uh, i haven't played uh the new one because it takes it, it because my mac basically yeah because my mac have you
3: no, no. not this one no it's not awful though it no. <laughs> <laughs> does feel sorry. a bit like yeah
2: sorry fell better <laughs> That's not right, is That's it? Not right. I do have a question about the jingles.
3: Yeah.
2: Actually, we'll come to that later in the show because right. we've got time to fill today. <laughs>
3: Vancouver has laid off around 50 employees. Kotaku reports that this is the result of the cancellation of an unannounced game and a reduction in the scope of the next Dead Rising installment. A statement said "Capcom Cap Vancouver has undergone a restructure which has impacted approximately 30% of us of the studio as part of its regular periodic assessment of upcoming projects and overall studio goals. The team is continuing to work hard to support the recent release of Puzzle Fighter for mobile and is dedicated to its flagship Dead Rising series.
2: Well, good luck to everyone involved in this and the previous story, of course. Uh, you, you are right; the games industry ebbs and flows. Do we think it's a particularly troubled time right now?
3: Um, I don't think so. There are so there are lots of uh, game consoles platforms mm-hmm. doing very very well at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's a particularly troubling
2: time. Well, we just saw uh, what's-his-face leave, didn't we? Um, Sony guy, Kaz Harai, and he said that he was leaving because, you know, things were going really, really well yeah. right now. That was, I think, your assumption. You know, yes. You think you mentioned. Are you busy? Yeah, so I just... Just, just, uh, just having a Skype chat? Yeah, okay. no, no worries. Um, so we saw that happen, but it was, I think there was a phrase that he used that he talked about the the sort of market that Sony have right now. Becoming, going into the uh broader market, right? He's go so previously up to this point the PS4 they've considered it to have quite a gamer mm. market. And from this point, perhaps, they're assuming, you know, the the costs of this falls and then they manage to get the SingStar people back on this platform. But I wonder whether that's going to work out exactly like it has done for the PS2 and PS3. I think the market is slightly, well, no, significantly different right now. Uh, From what I'm seeing, you're seeing more and more people less into games and more into a specific type of game. Yeah, Often that's MOBAs, but also we're seeing, you know, the rise of PUBG and Fortnite. And people don't treat this, uh, uh, well, some people do, but a lot of people don't treat their hobby as gaming, but instead the hobby is playing Fortnite or mm. playing minecraft or you know one of these huge mega franchises of course lol and dota before that and i wonder you know what's left over these that kind of takes a significant percentage of video game players away from this uh this market that all of the big publishers are competing for the market that you know does spend 60 dollars every few weeks on a brand new title it sounds like that's what what's happening to Capcom, Mm. at least. But I wouldn't be surprised that there's, you know, some kind of trickle-down effect on Failbetter. You know, there's so many games that come out every week on Steam and so many brilliant games, too. And people have finite, you know, finite resources with which to get themselves involved in early access programmes or to buy the big-budget $60 releases.
3: I wonder a bit with that if um, that's maybe why the Switch is doing quite well because it's offering people a place that they can go and play games that give not the same experience but similar kinds of experiences. Mm -hmm. You know if you're into fun games fun games that (laughs) involve exploring
2: You are aren't you? That's that's exactly where you're interested.
3: Yeah but I think that uh, the games that are available on Switch, when I go through the store I'm like oh yeah there's quite a lot of these that appeal to me Mm -hmm. Um, and they aren't prohibitively expensive always Mm. so I can buy you know a new game every week or every couple of weeks Uh, and so maybe that's like one of the reasons why the Switch is doing so well and yeah maybe it's, I don't know.
2: It seems to me, I don't know if this is wrong or not but it seems to me like the Switch store is very quickly feeling like Steam for consoles Mm. in that there are the big name titles on there but there are also loads and loads of Different games, things that I haven't spotted on other systems, and a lot of them are super, super cheap. And some of them, like Golf Story, get discounted immediately after you've bought <laughs> oh,
3: them. Oh no. Applications for the fourth Indie Accelerator in Stuggan are now open. You have until the 31st of March to apply for the expenses paid summer camp which takes place in a cabin in Sweden. To apply you have to send a 90 second video presenting the, I- the idea for the game you want to work on in the two months along with a written description of you, your game and what you want to achieve. The experience is described like this. Spend two months of your life in the woods, hundreds of kilometers from cities with 20 other Indie devs building the one game of your dreams. Sounds like it could even be either be the time of your life or the plot for a low-budget horror film.
2: <laughs> uh, this is brilliant. Is that how you say that?
3: No idea. And no I could idea. have looked it up, but I didn't.
2: I'd always assumed stugen. it was kind of... Yeah, Stugan. 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 I don't know. But uh, this is a brilliant opportunity for anyone listening right now who's ever thought about making uh, their dream video game. To a certain extent, it can't be huge. You've got to be able to nail it within two months. And you've got to show that you've got some significant interest in this, that you're actually going to make a difference um, and that this is going to make a difference to you. But uh, what an opportunity.
3: I just want to go to the cabin in the woods.
2: I was thinking maybe we should offer to do karaoke there. Interesting. We could do it for a low, low rate of trees, <laughs> of a cabin in the woods yeah. for the night. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to go out there and see what people are working on. Um, and it's does it say how how many of of these they've done before? This is the fourth. This is the fourth. Uh, yeah. Are there any famous games that have come out of it? Do we know about that? No, we don't yet. Not yet. Okay, may maybe we just don't know about it. We just, it. We just it. haven't done that research. But it's a fantastic opportunity. Um. Definitely, definitely do it and also invite us. That's the plan, isn't it?
3: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh... Media Molecule's cool new PS4-exclusive Dreams will apparently let you make and share your own PSVR games. Sony said last year that the game will include limited PSVR support, but according to Edge, the game's Create mode will be fully compatible with it. The game that will allow players to play, create and share is due out this year. Media Molecule have got plans in place to make sure that what people are sharing doesn't contain graphic violence or sexual content, so don't go getting any weird ideas. VR support won't be able to available at launch but it will come out at some point later
2: i don't know what dreams is oh. or are <laughs> <laughs> i've reached that point um i am you know we're friends with media molecule and uh we've had them on the show before and uh sometimes some of them even threaten to come to mariochi but I'm not going to be able to write the Cranberries dreams to be about dreams without understanding what dreams is.
3: Uh, Dreams is an upcoming sandbox video game developed by and published by Media Molecule for the PlayStation 4, currently scheduled for release in 2018.
2: All right, but what do you do in that box of sand?
3: I don't know. What would you do in a normal box of sand?
2: Build sandcastles, wouldn't you?
3: Uh, Or kick them over. So I think... uh, Hang on.
2: So if we look at their previous work, which was um, Sackboy, what's that called? That game uh, with Sackboy. T- Tear. No, no. Tearaway was their previous game, but before that, Little, Little Big, Big Planet. Planet, right? So Little Big Planet had a you know very very heavily uh, developed level creator, which allowed you to make all sorts of beautiful things. So I'm assuming just from you know. Basically, what uh, I would make is a better level creator.
3: Looks looks like that. Yeah, so uh, players control an imp, which is used to interact with the game's world, like a mouse cursor. Okay. Uh, Create new items and characters and manipulate objects by grabbing and pulling them. Players move the imp... By using controllers. Uh, The imp is customizable. Um, Dreams levels are separated by different segments known as dreams, and these dreams are connected by different gateways such as doors. (laughs)
2: that is a gateway
3: Uh, players encounter different puzzles in the game which must be solved by using the abilities of the imp and the possessed characters as well as the objects players retrieve in a dream items collected by players can be used to alter and modify the state of the game's world and then they can create their own ones
2: are there any pictures not that we can use pictures on the radio but I'm just wondering what sort of camera angle is it like a third Uh, third person platformer is what I'm going for Third-person platformer with huge uh, UGC.
3: Look at that.
2: Right, I mean, uh, you I don't have your I, glasses I on. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see. Sorry. <laughs>
3: Finally, if you're looking for big leak game news, licensing source Book Europe is the magazine for you. Who'd have thought? A licensing manager from GBI who work with Activision on its franchises told the magazine that the PS4 exclusive Crash Bandicoot the Insane trilogy will be released on Switch and PC later this year and they said there'll be a new Crash game in 2019. I guess we'll be looking to the mug makers for big reveals in
2: 2018. I am thoroughly sick of Crash Bandicoot news. I mean, this isn't on you. This isn't on you. come on. Do you like Crash Bandicoot?
3: Oh, no, just, oh, come on. The news. the news. No, I mean,
2: you've done nothing wrong. This is a news story. And the kids love Crash Bandicoot. A lot of the the students who I teach at university, you know, it's their favourite game. And I wonder whether that's because maybe they're of an age where, like, when they were very, very, very young, that was you know a, a title that they played and mm. now it's just been sort of relaunched but I, th- I think it's terrible is that bad what have you ever played it no why it's do you think a- it's terrible <laughs> um because you're always running towards the camera and it's annoying i mean i'm actually not even sure sure if that's true but when i've played it you've been running towards the camera and it's been annoying also i hate the character design it's a bandicoot what is a bandicoot is that a thing? Is it a real thing? I don't
3: think it's a real thing.
2: Is it not? I think it is. Crash. No, ban- just just a bandicoot.
3: Just a bandicoot.
2: I mean, don't you could try googling just a bandicoot. Right.
3: What Siri? What is a bandicoot? A mainly insectivorous marsupial native to Australia and right, New Guinea.
2: So it's a real thing.
3: Oh, it's a cute little thing. Yes,
2: it is. But not Crash. Crash isn't cute.
3: It's got quite a long nose. It looks like a very tiny anteater type thing. I
2: really thing. hate the character design. I'm, I'm really sorry if someone out there feels very positively about Crash Bandicoot. You know, this is subjective. People are attracted to different things. I am not attracted to Crash Bandicoot.
3: I'm glad we've cleared that up.
2: Hmm. Where were we? What's the new story about? Oh, uh, there's going to be another game. Yeah. Great.
3: But it was leaked. <laughs> by through a, a... Through a...
2: Mm, a book.
3: Uh, magazine thing. All right. Yeah.
2: Well, if you are um, in love in whatever way with Crash Bandicoot <laughs> and, and live your life, yellow, like good, you'll be pleased about that. I am completely ambivalent. Thanks, Anne.
1: One life left. Video game news with Anne
0: like this, one I like to think I'm free of you. This is the art of listening, Resonance 104.4 FM. We are UK's first art music radio station.
2: You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Love, Ghosts and Other Things. It's by Sikinar. And for once, this is not from chipmusic.org. It's actually from Reddit's uh, chiptunes And There's loads of good chip music on there. Do go scroll through. Is there a word for reading on Reddit? Redditing. Just Reddit. Just Reddit. On, on that specific subreddit. No others. Whatever's on your mind. Don't. Just stay there, okay? (laughs) Stay there. Maybe on the Crash Bandicoot fanfiction subreddit. If that's your thing. No judging. Right, Anne. Hi. So you're going to try and sign in to Skype, aren't you? Yeah. And we're going to try and Skype with someone. Is that the plan?
3: That's the plan. I'm going to try not to say my password out (laughs) there.
2: Good. Uh, Definitely don't. Um, we are one life left, we're on Resonance 104.4 FM, it is the Resonance FM fundraiser this week Uh, they've already raised £30,000 which is pretty amazing the target this year is £100,000 so, got some way to go, uh, if you want to donate to Resonance, and of course you should, where can people go to Anne? Anne
3: ResonanceFM.com slash donate.
2: Is that right? Was it. That sounds right. It is right. Okay, good. Fantastic. Uh, One Life Left will be doing a fundraising event on April the 27th. Was that right?
3: Yes. That's the decided upon date. Was
2: it Friday?
0: Uh, yes. Yes. It's, yes, it's, yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Friday, April the twenty seventh. If April twenty seventh isn't a Friday, you can assume no, we've it got is, wh- it is, it okay. is. It's definitely a Friday. Okay. Good. Um, and we will be doing a fundraising event. There will be tickets on sale just as soon as we've dealt with the rest of our life.
3: Yeah, we've only got a few things going on right now. <laughs> we've got
2: loads totally going on, fine. haven't we? We've got to deal with all the GDC stuff first. Um, but we will put on the tickets on sale before GDC. It'll probably be in a couple of weeks' time.
3: Good. Alright, should I hit call?
2: Yes! Do that. Oh, I need to put the laptop up, don't I? You might want to turn the uh, music down. It's funky, isn't it? It's good.
1: Hello? Hello? You alright?
3: Hi, is that Oliver?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's me.
3: (laughs) Hi, Oliver. It's Anne and Steve from One Life Left.
2: Hello, how's it going? It's going pretty well, Oliver. That was very, very exciting. Normally, normally we skype people off air first have some music on in the background and do a little off air chat with them brief them and then the listeners never get to hear the skype ringtone and actually ah, we don't either uh <laughs> but this week we were playing music from the laptop it all got a bit complicated, complicated. Oliver. it's not important don't worry about it <laughs> uh, cool. well, i was listening to the chip tune song it's good Uh good thank you uh thank you uh you know it's good to hear your validation already. <laughs> if anyone else has got any opinions on the music we play, please email in.
3: Team at com.
2: So, Oliver, I have no idea why you're on the show. Oh, okay. At all. I know nothing about this and set it up this afternoon. Um, so- wh- what's your name and where are you from?
1: <laughs> well, I'm from Leeds. and I live in London now. Okay. And my name's Oliver.
2: Okay. And uh, do, you, uh, do you make games? Is that a thing?
1: I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we just... Um, ported our first game onto ios and it's out on wednesday
3: now the reason that uh, i got in touch about this game is because i think it might have been made for me i got an email today saying oh this game is out it's really great and i've talked about it on the show before when uh, it was first announced, because it's very, very exciting for me. Uh, and Did I you put get, it in the news? Yeah, I think I did put it in the news. Is that what
2: the news is? Things that are exciting to Anne? Yes.
3: Good. Good. Uh, so, the game is called Perfect Date, and it's a cat dating sim. And I think that you might have made it specifically for me, so thanks very much for that. You're welcome. Um, So I haven't played it yet. Can you explain a little bit about what it is beyond just a cat dating sim?
1: Yeah, so you control a scientist and you've just started a new job on an island that is full of cats. And on your first day, you actually get infected by this weird disease that slowly turns you into a cat. And so you have to sort of balance doing science to to try and cure your disease. But also you date the cats as you turn into one
2: that sounds like your scientist is quite quick to leap into that dating pool
0: <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> like
2: rather than you know f- concentrate think this is reversible they've suddenly gone all in
1: well the cats know a lot more than they're letting on so you're trying to stay close to them and the best way to do that is obviously to date them
2: of course it is yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was the <laughs> what was the inspiration behind this game
1: so i made it with my girlfriend and we play a lot of like narrative games together Mm -hmm. so we decided to try and make our own and obviously we both really love cats so it kind
2: of gels the two together hold on just to clarify how do you love cats uh
1: obviously uh it's uh it's more about kind of like falling in love with them than anything sort of Right. Uh, Creepy. You and and your
2: girlfriend love cats in a completely normal, uh, as everyone should, way. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: (laughs) It's good to clear that up. Yeah,
2: yeah, I just wanted to, you know, and in the game too, it's all dealt with very respectfully. uh, It is. It is. It is. So, what cats have you got in the game?
1: Uh, We've got five different ones. Um, One of them is a a, um, Sphinx cat, you know, the sort of hairless ones. Of course. Yeah, I don't actually know that much about cat breeds. Um, ah, okay. There's a, there's a big ginger one that's very furry.
2: Um, that seems like a crowd pleaser. The internet's going to love that one.
1: Yeah, it's one of my favourites. I've, um,
3: I've got a picture of them in front, and one of them has got very suave hair.
1: And oh, yeah. A little, that's,
3: a little neckerchief.
1: That's uh, McMurphy, Murphy, and he's Irish. Nice.
2: Interesting. So dating games seem to be a big thing at the moment. There's been quite a few breakthrough ones. Do Do you have any idea why that might be?
1: Uh, I'm not sure really, like we started it about two years ago, and at the time there was a few, but it wasn't as sort of big as it is now, and like as we've got closer to releasing ours, like quite a few of them seem to have come out at the same sort of time, so I guess everyone just at the same time as we did kind of got <laughs> the same idea.
3: <laughs> I wonder if it's something to do with you know the rise of online dating and mobile apps being used for dating so you're used to those kinds of uh you're used to matchmaking yourself through these kinds of apps and so it's quite nice playing that as a game you know tinder was always described as being a game um and so if you can actually make it a game where you don't potentially get your own heart broken maybe that's a nice thing I wonder if it's just people trying to soften the blow a little bit.
2: (laughs) That could be it, yeah. Um, What was it like working with uh, your partner on this sort of game, on any game really?
1: Uh, really good because obviously we get on really well so that's, that's that helps. It's,
2: that is helpful
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and i think it's been quite good as well because so uh, ruby took care of like all the writing side of it yeah. and i did the coding so we would kind of work together sometimes but also we worked quite so- sort of solo on it as well so yeah it's a good mix
3: um, and I'm just reading the about about your team section. It says that uh, Ruby is super into cats. So did she bring all of the cat knowledge? You, d- you said that you don't really know about different cat breeds.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Ruby is a sort of cat expert. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and how was it working with uh, Bossa?
1: Uh, Really good. So actually, I have a job there anyway. um, And I made this game with Ruby outside of work. And then uh, Bossa was quite excited about it as well. So we sort of had a partnership there, and they published the game.
2: Obviously, they're the the sort of business heads there. Um, What do you think they saw in your game? So
1: originally we put it on a Steam Greenlight and it got through Steam Greenlight, so that was quite like mm-hmm. an early sign that people were excited about the game. And then I think, um, yeah. So from there we sort of had the conversation with Bossa and they just said, "It's quite ridiculous, but we love the concept." So <laughs>
2: yeah, they're not frightened yeah. of ridiculous concepts, are they? No, um,
1: no, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: So um, what's what's next for the game then? If you've you've ported it to mobile now um do you, do you are you going to build on this cat dating world that you've uh you've invented or are you moving on to different animals
1: um <laughs> well i just heard the bit about the bandicoots and i was thinking wouldn't it be good to do a bandicoot dating simulator
2: so, i would love it if you did that yeah. if you made if you made a you know an actual tolerable bandicoot that would be fabulous <laughs> it's a challenge
1: but we can try
2: (laughs) agreed i'm glad we're all in on this like Mm. um so you know you've you've made a dating game is that sort of where you're gonna stay are you you gonna build another game with uh
1: i I think so yeah yeah, we're quite excited about that we have a few ideas i think we'd we'd always want to sort of stay in story based games and narrative Mm. stuff but um we might branch out from dating sims and the next one might be like an rpg or something interesting Mm. cat rpg Oh, maybe,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what does, uh, what does Ruby do? Does she also work in games? Uh,
1: mostly just writing.
3: Mm. Good. Well, she's definitely been uh, a good addition to the team if you're, she's, oh, you she's brought her in as a writer. Um, so you're hoping to make more games in the future together and you'll be continuing making games with Bossa for an actual job. Uh, do you think there's any chance of you breaking away and making your own studio, the two of you?
1: uh probably not at the moment i guess we'll see like how the next few games go and yeah go from there
3: <laughs> seems smart well uh i th- i'm thoroughly looking forward to playing this game as i said i think you might have made it for me but i don't think i'm alone in thinking that i think uh yes it's a kind of a so very very smart match enjoy. of
2: games and cats
3: yeah <laughs>
2: cool uh, well good, good luck with it um where can people find out more about you and the team and the game
1: uh, so we have perfectdate.co.uk and then the game's on iOS and Steam.
3: And don't forget that perfect, P U, double R.
2: Is there a pronunciation guide for that? Because I feel like you really need to stress it. I, I think, or you got to roll your R. Yeah, you kind of skipped over it.
3: Perfect. Just,
2: that's better. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. All right. Yeah, I
1: can't roll my R's, but that is the intended one.
2: <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, hey, thanks for having me. And uh, good luck with everything. Cheers, thank, thank you. you. All right, and um we're going to do the letters now. Uh so I'm going to try and start the letters theme, but generally this could be anything.
0: Email messages
2: and forward BCC one life letters. Got it in one. Which Good. is lucky, because yes. we've only got one letter. So. Oh, no,
3: we've had another one come in 19 come minutes on. ago. Fantastic. Thank you, Gideon Rogers. Uh, Love the show. Last week, I got from eBay a Wii to HDMI converter for a Fiverr, connected my old Wii to my computer monitor, taped the sensor bar to the top, and I'm back playing... Pikmin and Twilight Princess. Lovingly crafted sandbox experiences, so relaxing. Subsequently, of course, I go play PUBG to satisfy my desire to get co-op killed and then observe my own demise on the death cam. Different needs coexisting, sweet.
2: That is, sorry, I was expecting a question at the <laughs> no, end. <laughs>
3: no, question. Just a chat about how it's sometimes nice to play different kinds of games.
2: It is. I mean, you have decided this year to play a specific theme, haven't you?
3: Yeah, nature games, outside games, and also games that I find fun.
2: Right, so you're, <laughs> you're going to play different games as long as they're fun. Actually, this was a rebellion against last time, last yeah. year, when you were like, oh, I'm playing different games, I yeah. should expand. Now you're like, no, no. I'm going to narrow in on that sort of stuff.
3: No, I do feel like there's a now being increasing numbers of games made that I actually uh, do enjoy. For example, Perfect 8. Uh, so yeah, I'm going all in on my kind of games.
2: Mmm... Uh, It is nice when you sort of come back to a system that you used to love. It's also interesting how many memories that provokes playing games that you were in a specific... It's like hearing a piece of music or playing uh, playing a piece of music? No, reading a book. Reading a book. Or watching some ballet.
3: Or if you are good at playing music, maybe it's like that if you play music. We wouldn't know. No idea. We
2: wouldn't know. Okay, do we have another letter? We...
3: Do, dear OLL, with the Winter Olympics in full flight, I was looking back over some of my favourite digital interpretations of sporting events. Mm. There's the classics, of course, like the button bashing of Track and Field or Daily Thompson's Decathlon though the more esoteric games in the Epics series that included figure skating and freestyle footbag, hacky sack to you and me. Uh, Some sports translate better than others, and while we've seen whole genres built around football, motor racing and even snow and skateboarding, sports like rugby uh, and cricket aren't very well served. Athletics is even less well represented with 1985's thoughtful and tactical tactical run for gold on the ZX Spectrum being the best and maybe only example of Olympic middle distance running. <laughs> What's your favourite niche sports video game that's primed for a return to public success?
2: I re- Who's that from?
3: So, there's a the second bit of the letter.
2: Ah, I Ask see. that
3: question Got you. and then we'll come back to it.
2: Very good, Anne. I uh, loved Sega's Decathlete, which was a kind of track and field or Daily Thompson of its day, which is about... 20 years ago uh, in arcades I would also love to make one of these games I am really really close to deciding to do that it's my next project and if anyone wants to make one of those games with me please let me know uh, you can email me at stee at one dot huh. com well, huh. you can make it with me if you want I don't want to okay well then it's Fair fine thing. isn't it uh, what other oh California games I was going to mention California do you know what California games is no Have a guess.
3: Is it games that are set in California? Yeah.
2: Oh. So like what?
3: Like growing wine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to make a sequel to California games, get in touch with Anne, because she has some ideas for events. I've got some
3: great, great vine-based
2: So it was, um, there's, you know, one of the events is surfing, one of them is frisbee throwing and catching, and another one is hacky sack, which Ah. I think... uh, the letter writer was referring to. Yes. There.
3: Um, okay, I admit it. All of the above is a cheekly and thin cheekly cheekily and thinly veiled plug for fundraising that I'm doing for the charity special uh-huh. effect by running the London landmark half marathon this March. Would it be terrible if I asked the listeners to go to just justific- justgiving.com slash fundraising slash C Conroy or to follow the pinned link on Twitter at CJC1664 and read more. I'll leave it up to you. We did it. But if I tell you that 1985's Run for Gold was probably the last time I took a serious interest in running until about 14 months ago, maybe you'll take pity on me. Keep on running, Chris Conroy.
2: Well, good luck with that, Chris. Uh, We should also say go to Chris's fundraiser, but only after you've gone to Resonance's fundraiser. donate to both donate to both
3: you know what they say February time of loving time of giving did they say that no nobody's ever said that
2: (laughs) that. you just did so (laughs) make it yours alright let's have a piece of music and we will be back after this by Clam That's Clam and Dark City. Uh, It is from chipmusic.org, an excellent repository of Chiptune Music. We are one life left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. You can say that because people can't... It is. Well, it is, and also people can't prove otherwise.
3: Yeah, but it is. But
2: it is. It is. It is. Uh, Thank you for your letters this week, listeners. And I mean, like radio listeners, because podcast listeners haven't had a chance. Uh, but we, we had a couple from resonance listeners this week as well, just yeah. generally, you know, uh, nudges on Twitter saying it's nice to hear our voices on FM. Apparently, we're involved in some kind of digital audio broadcasting trial. Brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's quite exciting. You can oh. get us a digital now.
3: <laughs> Is that better or worse? Oh, I no, idea. no idea.
2: No idea. Mario Ki, Mario Ki is an event that we run. Uh, one Life Left run at all kinds of venues all across the world. Mm. We're doing one in Dalston this Friday at the brilliant Loading Bar. Uh, it will be excellent. Come along. It's completely free. Uh Marioki is pop songs written about video games. So that happens at Loading in Dalston at seven thirty p.m. ish on Friday. Yeah. But something else is happening on Friday as well.
3: It, is it?
2: Yeah, DJ Ritter Sport. Oh yeah. Okay, thank you. I
3: thought that you were. I thought you were going to talk about something else else. I was like, there's literally no other news other than that DJ Ritter Sport is playing for us.
2: Yeah, so we're doing uh, Marioki as a, as the opening act for a mm. bill that is topped by DJ Ritter Sport that night. Uh, he has requested that you bring Ritter Sport. Yeah. With him. Uh, with you for him uh, not marzipan
3: yeah because he's not a monster
2: yeah he's not a monster i like marzipan marzipan's good but yeah, he yeah, doesn't apparently it doesn't matter uh, so hopefully we'll see you all. well not all of you because there's loads of you but we'll see the best ones of you
3: no the ones who are able to make it there we'll see you ones
2: yeah there there on friday nights after that our next scheduled marioki, well there's, actually there's another one. one There's another one at loading. (laughs) And then we're off to San Francisco.
3: Yes we are. We are going to be doing doing mariochi during GDC week so if you are going to be in San Francisco either for GDC or just for laughs, (laughs) uh, we will be doing marioki on Thursday the 22nd of March. Have we announced a venue yet?
2: Uh, We have. So we will, this is super exciting. So the last three years, we've done karaoke at uh, the wonderful Encore Karaoke, and we would be doing it this year there as well because we love it. It's a tiny venue, and we always have the best time. However, this year um, we've been contacted. We were contacted by the wonderful people at Caffeine, uh, which is a new broadcaster, and they asked if they could help us run the event, take it to, a, to, to the next, next level. In their words, the next level. So that's what we've done, and we're a bit scared. We've booked a venue called Public Works, which is 250 people. Is that
3: too many people?
2: Well, I've, it's more than I can count. I don't know what 250 people looks like. So we'll see how that goes, but tickets go on sale on Wednesday.
3: Yeah, so be aware, 5pm Wednesday, 5pm UK time. Other times at other, in other places.
2: <laughs> I think 5pm is midday in New York and I think it's 9am in San Francisco. We will be putting the tickets on sale. We'll tweet the link and we'll Facebook it as well. So make sure you're following Sing SingMarioki on Twitter. And going, do you follow? No, you like the page on Facebook, which is yeah. at slash SingMarioki. And hopefully we'll see you in San Francisco. We're really, really excited. Simon will be there we can confirm he will be there Simon will be there Uh, DJ Ritter Sport will not if you want to see him
3: loading Friday reviews you know when the reviews theme comes on and your mind just goes blank
2: (laughs) 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 what did I play something Uh, this week I can
3: never be sure
2: Yes. Um hmm.
3: Well, I've been flitting around a bit. I've been playing a little bit more of Oxenfree, and okay. I've also started playing um Rusty Lake Paradise. What? Rusty Lake Paradise.
2: Well, those words don't fit well together. A rusty lake to me seems like a lake full of rusty things and a tetanus nightmare. It That's could well not be. Paradise.
3: Well I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know why the lake is rusty. Sorry if that
2: spoiled the twist.
3: Yeah, thanks. Uh so it's so weird. It's so weird. It's a puzzle game and it's weird. Uh so you start off and you're rowing to uh an island in a lake and the lake has blood in it.
2: Okay. Rusty. This is not paradise.
3: No. Uh, and it's in, like, the 1700s, and you're going there because... Oh, I can't remember. Maybe your mum's
2: died. This... Honestly, this doesn't sound like a very uplifting game so far. So,
3: you get on there, and then you have to... There's... there's. You have to figure out all the plagues that have happened to the island <laughs> to unlock its secrets. So, we're,
2: we've got rust, blood, death, and plagues.
3: Yeah. And it's so weird! So you have to do all of these puzzles. You're getting through the plagues by uh, unlocking all these puzzles. You've got um, different characters about and you sort of need to get different objects for them, put them together... To be able to get through i don 't know doors or unlock different bits and pieces, but at one point you go and find your grandma and she 's sitting there and you sort of tap on you tap on her to see if she'll talk when you start tapping on her, Ooh. a leech comes out of her starts coming out of her nose what? and then you just tap more and more and and so a leech comes out of her nose, and then you realize, oh oh, well, I guess in this one i've got to find leeches okay. um and it's really weird, and I've only played a few plagues really enjoy it. It's very I mean
2: it sounds lovely. It sounds like a really nice when I describe it, it
3: doesn't sound like fun. (laughs) It doesn't. But it is sounds harrowing. It it kind of is harrowing, but it's very, very beautiful. The artwork is uh yeah very pretty it almost looks like coloured in. Very yeah, very gorgeous artwork. It's just really weird. And I really (laughs) like that it's so weird. And the puzzles are nice and just complicated enough uh, to be slightly challenging. But other <coughs> than that, you know, good leeches, okay. grandma's nose. Seven out of ten.
2: Fantastic. So I played a selection of VR games on Tuesday night.
3: Did you what VR?
2: Well, here's the thing: uh, Vive. Ah, Le mm, Vive. Le vive. Uh, and I hadn't sort of indulged for a while. I hadn't seen what was available on the Vive store, downloaded loads of things, mm. loads and loads of things. Can't remember the names of any of them, which is not a good sign, no, right? It's... None of them left the best impression. No. The most interesting one that I found was a Corgi stunt game.
3: As in Corgi... Okay, is this as in Corgi the dog or as in Corgi the engineers that you have, the registered engineers that you have to get to check your boiler? <laughs>
2: It is Corgi... It's both, <laughs> That's why it's a stunt game. No, it's Corgi the dog. Um, you're in a garden and there's a Corgi in yeah. the garden. I'm and you get to... If you want, you can pick up the Corgi and you can sort of pet him. Or you can put obstacles around the garden and make the Corgi sort of trotter on them and then jump and bounce on a trampoline and then come, you know, oh, stand on nice. his legs. And, and Yeah, it's just kind of an ambient Corgi stunt construction <laughs> kit. Uh, Now, I didn't play this. Uh, It was one of my students who was playing Ah. it. um, And uh, the first thing she did was pick up the corgi, pet it, and then just try and throw it as far as she could. And indeed, the corgi was throwable and flew over the fence, probably over the next fence, and then there was a sound of smashing. Then another corgi trots out. So if you like doing that to corgis...
3: Definitely do it in a game and never do it in real life. Also, can you discipline your students? Yes.
2: I I don't think I can. Oh. (laughs) And I I will not. But I will not, you know, at the same time, I will not um, approve of that behaviour. No, good, good. It's quite funny. Uh, Other than that, I've been playing Golf Story. It's 7 out of 10, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I'm playing Golf Story still. I think it's quite boring, (laughs) <laughs> like I do, I like and kind of in a nice way. You know when you're reading, a, a, when you've got a comfort book, which isn't yeah, very interesting, yeah, yeah. you're just kind of enjoying it because the world is nice and nothing is really happening and you're aware that you're just low-level bored but you're still, you're not resenting the so time it, spent. So
3: is it? Does it tick over to low level board and not just this is comforting in that I don't have any jeopardy and I don't ever, I don't feel like anxious. I think
2: it's a bit of both. It, it's kind of a nice game because I'll play it for half an hour and I'll be like, oh, this is so boring. Like and and I'll stop playing it because of that. But I always I keep going back. Yeah. Like I keep going, oh and then I'll play it, you know, in the first twenty minutes I'll be like, Oh this is nice and it's such and then I I'll think, be like, Oh I'm a bit bored now and I'll I, stop.
3: I think that's some of the best games I the agree. ones where you you're you're not you're compelled to play it because it's nice and not because you're like, Oh, I really have to do that next thing, I really have to get to that next level. It's just because it's quite nice and it's not
2: Right, and (laughs) it seems to be quite a big game. Like I've been playing it on and off, you know, for a couple of weeks now, and I still feel maybe I'm a third in or something, Mm. and that's nice too. In that it's just like it feels like it'll always be there, or be there for a significant. There's no like, okay, I want to get to the end of chapter one or chapter two. It just keeps rolling over. There's always stuff there. The dialogue in it is absolutely brilliant. I was unsure at the start because. (laughs) because a couple of characters kept calling me mate and that really rubs me up the wrong way. I don't like it when people call me mate. I don't like that word. But it turns out that's just a tick of one of the characters and they're meant to be a little bit annoying. And actually the dialogue, and as I said last week, the way the dialogue is treated, the things that they do with the speech bubbles and the font sizes and stuff is just brilliant. Uh, yeah, to the part, point that my partner was reading some of it over my shoulder and she found it really, really funny as well. So, yeah, it's a great game. The only negative thing I would say about it is, as I mentioned earlier in the show, it was discounted a couple of days after I bought it. But Nintendo, don't I hate the player, hate no, the game. No, well,
3: don't I hate don't the game. Don't hate the
2: game or the studio. Or the player, as, or anyone. As I was told by my friend, I don't begrudge giving them money. But... Um, I think Nintendo did something super super clever with the sa- with sales and the store in that if you go into the store when a sales on or if you go into the sale part of the store it doesn't show you golf story is now down to mm. 50% of what it was. I have no idea what it is discounted by. Mm. I don't know because it just shows yeah you've got this so don't, don't worry, worry about it. Just it's fine. Which is good, right? Yeah, like, cause, that's good. Although, I, do you know how much it's off? No, I don't. Probably don't tell me. It's probably fine. It's it's probably fine. It's probably just 5%. Yeah,
3: 5%.
2: And anyway, I'm glad they've got my money. Yeah. Fine. Good. 7 out of 10 still for Golf Story. Shall we have some music? Yeah. Oh, how, oh, yeah, we yeah. Let's have some Swedish music. Can you say the name of that? That's the first word there.
3: Which word am I looking oh the that very, one yeah that one up there hang on Dunder Patrulen Dunder Patrulen
2: Thanks Ann? is one life left on Resonance 104.4 FM we're a video game radio show and we have been talking about video games we have no question
3: this week and uh, so off the back of what you were saying uh, about playing some VR games because I was writing that news story mm. uh, about uh, PSVR in dreams it which made... we
2: now know what it is what it is sort yes. of ish enough
3: um, made me think huh oh, maybe I should pick up my PSVR again <laughs> Uh, I didn't Dusted it off I, oh, okay. obviously <laughs> I did it <laughs> sorry
2: stupid of me yeah, uh, cool.
3: it did, but it made me think about it oh, and good. I uh, remembered a little while back I went through a little phase of buying loads of PSVR games to try to <laughs> encourage myself.
2: Do you play any of them? To
3: play it, no, <laughs> I still haven't. But now I feel like I've had two very strong indicators that I should pick up that PSVR you again and just try something. I mean,
2: don't just pick it up. Put it on your. Oh heads. yeah, put it on my head. <laughs>
3: Set, but do the setup. The make ideas. everything. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, so yeah, make, that's I think what I'm going to try and do this week. Play okay. some PSVR.
2: Good. So you're going to review some VR games next week, and I'm. Gonna- I'm I mean, to find out the names won. of the ones that I've played, yeah. so, so next, I can talk about that. Are we doing
3: a VR special next week? Absolutely not. No, absolutely, absolutely not.
2: not. Make sure you've you've plugged in your Oculus head <laughs> before you listen to One Life Left. There'll be a special treat for those of you yeah, well, that you don't not. want that treat.
3: Um, and uh, from the letter from Chris Conroy, who mm. was talking about fundraising for special effects.
2: <gasps> yes
3: so last we, we
2: did some of that yeah last, sort of accidentally
3: absolutely accidentally last karaoke, um we had joe was it joel joel came mm-hmm. on stage to sing a song that he had written
2: a little respect by erasure
3: for uh to uh he'd written it for um a gig that we did for special effects
2: in leamington spa in leamington with spa, Sega.
3: which was great went very well and uh hasn't an, don't think been sung since then. Anyway, he got up on stage at our London Maraoke in January, sang it, and there's a line in there.
2: Well, there's a there's a break, isn't there? There's a a break for uh, a breakdown. Synth breakdown or something. <laughs> Usually breakdown. it's a guitar solo, <laughs> yeah. but it's not in that song. So there's a there's a an awkward break in karaoke, and this is a problem we have in Mario a lot of the time because the karaoke singers, we run it like a gig and they're on stage and then they get to the bit that's a guitar solo and they just stand there. So what we try and do is put something in those breaks that gives them something to do, which is what we've done for this one.
3: And that thing was...
2: Yeah, it was ill-advised. In the, yeah, it was. It turns
3: out we, not great.
2: We didn't run it by our financial director, which is Anne, first, yeah. which said... Um, Anyone, if you put money on the stage during this song, we will double it and give it to charity. Yeah. And then someone immediately threw a tenor at us, and I thought, uh oh. Here we go.
3: Oh dear. And then people started throwing coins, so we also didn't run it past yeah, health no. and safety either.
2: <laughs> that is true.
3: But anyway, thanks <laughs> to uh, our wonderful Marioki, uh audience, audience uh, at January's uh, Marioki. And thanks
2: to Joel for dodging the coins yeah. that were being thrown at him. Uh,
3: we have donated 200 quid to special effects
2: it's is fantastic
3: um, so thanks next time notes are definitely better
2: in a sense, in a sense. I mean best it's all for charity of, it's course, a, it's of course it's better of course it's better of course it's better
3: uh, yes so uh, on fundraising don't forget give money to Resonance they keep us alive without them we
2: <laughs> in ways you do not yet yeah, understand they
3: are our, our heartbeats. they
2: are fantastic give Please. money to Resonance And keep listening to them as well, because they're excellent.
3: Absolutely.
2: Right, we're going.
3: We should probably leave, Steve.
2: All right, uh, we'll see you all next week. Don't forget to buy
3: tickets for Ki on on Wednesday. Wednesday. Goodbye! Goodbye!
2: This program has been brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you liked what you heard and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm.